everybody. Welcome to the Faith and Fandom podcast. This is the input edition, uh, talking about uh, different pop culture and entertainment things that I'm ingesting with my life and what I like, what I don't like, what sticks out, and yeah, just sharing that with you. Uh, this edition, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the new season of Jack Ryan. Uh, around the world in 80 days on Amazon. Uh, actually, it's on PBS Masterpiece, uh, but you can get it on Amazon. We're going to be talking about The Pale Blue Eye, Sinner Season 4, uh, Lightning Rock by Brad Meltzer, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, the first two episodes of The Last of Us, and also uh, the ending of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And I'll throw out spoilers before we get to that part. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at today. So I'm going to rock through these pretty quickly. Um, I'm also uh, doing a uh, live over on TikTok while I'm doing this. So I might throw in some commentary on there as well uh, for kicks and giggles. But uh, for the most part, going to jump right into it. Um, so let's talk about Jack Ryan season three. Now, uh, I remember when uh, John Krasinski was first announced that he was going to be Jack Ryan. Uh, you know, it was still pretty recent with the uh, office not too far in his shadow. So it was a little bit uh, a little bit unrealistic that um, <laughs> to, for me to see John Krasinski in that big of a role. But I got to say it was um it's been really well done all the season so far, but I got to say season three really felt like they caught their stride like that. Genuinely John Krasinski owned the role and it didn't feel like it had to have a ton of setup. I really feel like that with the first two seasons, it felt like we're still trying to convince you that this is worth your time. Season three really felt like it jumped right in there to say you're here. You know why you're here. Let's get going. Um, I will say that season three had the best blend of action, the best blend of uh, intrigue while still taking you on some international levels of stuff you won't normally see. Um, and that's what I think I've enjoyed about the Jack Ryan series so far is that it puts me on storylines and things that I don't normally experience um, from some of the Russian subs to the culture, to the food, to literally everything. I think it's been a good experience and you know, seeing John Krasinski start as an accountant that ends up, you know, becoming, you know, diehard for Bruce Willis. It's, it's a pretty good experience with that. So, uh, I'll just say this. If you've not watched Jack Ryan, um, the first three seasons are all out on Amazon prime. Um, it's actually really worth your time. Now I will say that I enjoyed season three the most. And I think technically you could actually start with season three and not watch the first two seasons, but I don't necessarily recommend that. But season three is well contained enough that you could start with season three and just jump right in there with that. So, uh, Jack Ryan, all three seasons, really enjoyable so far. Um, we'll also add, uh, one, something that I found that it's pretty much a gem that I think a lot of people saw exists, but not a lot of people actually, uh, have watched or knew they could watch because it is PBS masterpiece. And I know that everybody isn't rocking with PBS masterpiece these days, but, uh, around the world in 80 days with David Tennant was freaking amazing. Um, 
it's you know obviously based on the novel um and most people just associate it with hot air balloons i always remembered the chipmunk adventure which was the chipmunk movie from the 80s that was based on around the world in 80 days where they just kept popping in water or a hot air balloon and flying around the world uh singing some banger 80 tunes um that's actually still one of my favorite movies is uh kids movies is the chipmunk adventure but uh Around the World in 80 Days with David Tennant uh, has a nice little ensemble cast, three main leads as they're trying to go around the world, but you also get some familiar faces. If you've ever watched British TV, you're going to recognize most everybody. Um, but it gives David Tennant some strong Doctor Who vibes, but not the Doctor. Like, he's going on adventures, he's being put in places, he's experiencing things, but most of the time when the Doctor enters those situations, you know, he's got a sense of, I'm in control, I've got a grasp on things, watch me work. And this time it's like, he has no freaking clues and a bumbling idiot for the majority of the story, but he has the heart of the Doctor in it. I'll say this, there's there's some stuff, especially I think the train episode is one of the most satisfying in the whole show but uh you can if you don't have pbs masterpiece and you don't have a way to watch it uh easily or organically you can spend 14 dollars and get the entire season uh at once uh on amazon and that's what i did um i i wasn't really thinking oh man is eight hours of david Tennant acting gonna be not worth $14. It was, it was absolutely worth it. And uh, there's rumor of a season two, but I will say that season one is completely self-contained. You could stop with season one and never get more of the story, but it is out there. So uh, Jack Ryan, fresh. Um, Around the World in 80 Days, uh, PBS Masterpiece. You can also access it on Amazon for a fee. That's good. Um, those have been two things I really enjoyed watching and experiencing with that. Uh, one that is a newer one, a Netflix original movie uh, called Pale Blue Eye, which is an Edgar Allan Poe uh, detective mystery movie starring. And this is a thing. This is a starring situation that I never in my life anticipated actually uh, being legit is it stars Christian Bale and the dude who played Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. Um, now, if you've watched things like The Queen's Gambit, you've seen that guy more recently in some really great acting roles. But it just, it just still, it's hard for me to watch this thing and not think that's Dudley Dursley. Um, that's Harry Potter's cousin. I meant like, what's up? Um, but it stars Christian Bale as a detective. Um, but it stars uh, Dudley Dursley as Edgar Allan Poe, a student in a military academy, uh, young Edgar Allan Poe but also helping to solve a crime. And uh, it's a very, you'll, you'll get strong Edgar Allan Poe vibes from the entire story. But I will say this, the Dudley Dursley playing uh, Edgar Allan Poe freaking nailed it. Um, I thought he was wonderful. And if there was an entire series of him portraying Edgar Allan Poe, I'd watch that junk all day. Uh, absolutely worth my time. Um, Christian Bale being Christian Bale. Um, it's, 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 I mean, you, you know what you're getting if you get Christian Bale doing it. Um, but it was also funny watching two British actors, uh, having old American accents. So fun stuff with that. But, uh, if you enjoy a standalone detective mystery, if you like the vibes of Edgar Allan Poe, uh, if you enjoy Christian Bale as an actor, uh, Pale Blue Eye on Netflix, it's not like it's like two and a half hour movie. Um, 
also completely worth your time. And I would say check that out with no question. Um, one that's probably a little more eclectic for everyone's tastes is The Sinner. Uh, on uh, You can watch it on Netflix now. Um, I think it's a USA original. Um, for those of you who forgot that USA as a network exists. But uh, The Sinner is a, a detective series that stars Bill Pullman, but it's executive produced by uh, Jessica Biel. Um, who was also one of the main characters from season one, but she stayed on as executive producer. And uh, Center Season 4 follows uh, Harry Ambrose, uh, who's this detective who's uh, still haunted by his actions from previous, uh, his last season, and ends up going to a small island town uh, on vacation. And literally the day he gets there, he witnesses a young, intriguing woman jump off a cliff. And uh, it turns into an investigation of him pulling every thread, pulling every clue. And uh, one of the things about The Center as a series is that it's not just a detective series. It's a twisted detective series and is menacing in, I guess, all the right ways. But it's not just something you watch and you're like, oh, you know, this is like watching, you know, Father Brown mysteries or Murder Shiro. This is like all of this is weird as crap and twisted, and uh, that's absolutely what you get with the center. It deals a little bit with witchcraft in this season. It deals a little bit with some cultish stuff, um, but it's basically Bill Pullman being a sadistic old man uh, who's trying to solve a crime or not crime. Uh, because he is manic and obsessive and can't do anything but obsess over things. So it's Bill Pullman being dope Bill Pullman for, uh, you know, I've recently come to realize there's some ladies that like old Bill Pullman. Uh, and so if that's your thing, you might enjoy that. Hi, uh, user nine zero seven. Yeah. looks like a phone number. Hi. Um, um, saying hi to some TikTok folks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a season of if you if you enjoy the idea of Bill Pullman solving some sadistic twisted crimes, um, but without like HBO level gore and such, um, check it out. There are four seasons, and I think you can watch all of them on Netflix. Um, but season four, uh, I will say, I liked better than season two and three. Um, so there's that for that. Um, so season four of The Center on Netflix is really good. Um, let's see, do I have a copy of this book? No. Uh, so I just finished a book called The Lightning Rod by Brad Meltzer. Um, Brad Meltzer uh, has, is one of the foremost um, thriller and historian writers out there. Um, but uh, Lightning Rod is a sequel to the book called The Escape Artist. And uh, where he, uh, the escape artist, introduces us to two ongoing characters of uh, Zig. Uh, Zig Ziglar? No, that's a theologian. Um, but either way, there's uh, a dude named Zig, or Zigarowski, maybe? I don't know, man. Like, I forgot his last name. That's so bad. Uh, but there, you're introduced cut to a character named Zig, who is a mortician for Dover Air Force Base, if that's the correct thing to say. And, also, and a young, charismatic, uh, action-packed woman named Nola Brown uh, is who we meet in The Escape Artist. Uh, The Lightning Rod is the sequel to that. 
and um, it follows a murder of a uh, old Air Force colonel that uh, turns into several groups of eclectic people um, trying to track down the mystery of what happened to this guy. Um, a lot of good action uh, as far as writing, a lot of uh, detail. I actually attended a author talk with Brad Meltzer uh, on f this past Friday. And he talked about uh, the fact that he's writing the sequel for it. But if you enjoy, uh, if you enjoy thrillers, um, here's what I'll say about this. I've been reading James Patterson novels uh, since high school, early college time. Um, James Patterson novels always, you know what you're getting. You're rarely going to be completely surprised in the terms of detective and mystery. And I just realized this whole episode's got a lot of detective stuff in it, but uh, you're rarely going to be surprised in more in James Patterson's detective ish stuff. When Brad Meltzer writes a detective thriller mystery, it's going to be really good. Um, and I'll say this I, after reading the lightning rod, uh, I had two conclusions after reading this book. One is that, it kept me guessing and questioning and surprised all the way to the end of the story. The other thing is I would actually really enjoy a movie or TV series based on these characters. So uh, if you like thrillers, if you like mysteries, if you like creative things, if you've, I mean, just, if you enjoy a good thriller novel, I would highly recommend the lightning rod uh, by Brad Meltzer. It did not disappoint um, whatsoever with that. Um, also throwing out there, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, finally got around to actually watching the whole thing. And I got to say, it was a freaking masterpiece. Um, uh, hi, Amanda. Um, but yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, literally was a beautiful uh, explosion of zesty chaos and storytelling. Um, it literally is a multiverse story. Um Lots of crazy action, lots of intriguing things, lots of moments where I just literally looked at the screen like what the actual crap is happening, um, but only in the most beautiful ways. Um, and uh, phenomenal acting with it um, just for the whole multiversal thing. But one of the just craziest things is you get Jamie Lee Curtis uh, with a really terrible haircut and a like pouchy stomach doing ridiculous kung fu and that's that was a crazy thing to me of jamie lee curtis just doing her thing uh in that condition but also uh there's like a whole world with people have hot dog fingers so that's the thing um uh one of the best parts about the story for me of just the whole because i love you know the behind the scenes and everything is that the man who plays the husband in everything everywhere all at once uh it's a it's a redemption arc for this guy as an actor, because if you grew up in the eighties or you watched eighties movies, you would recognize this guy as short round from Indiana Jones. Um, Hey man, how you doing? Um, more TikTok folks. Hi, uh, doing well. Uh, but you would recognize this actor as short round from Indiana Jones or, uh, data from the Goonies. But, uh, it, he's one of these folks that, you know, was a child actor, but being an Asian man, being a child actor in the 80s, he really felt like he had outlived his longevity to try and actually have an acting career. And he said that he was watching Crazy Rich Asians, you know, a couple years back and thought, maybe there is still hope for me. Maybe I can actually have a chance to get back out in there. And then for him to be given this role in this film and see this dude 
like literally have one of the dopest martial arts scenes in recent history using a fanny pack as a weapon. I'm telling you, it was dope. But the one really great thing about everything, everywhere, all at once is that it at the core of all the insanity that the movie is. It's just a story telling you to uh, let go of everything else. Appreciate your story. It's called the movie's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, and it's I think they just won a couple Golden Globes for it as well. Um, but at the end of the story, the story legitimately is a story about family, about uh, accepting people. It's about uh, not giving up, but it's also literally um, telling you to appreciate what you have. And I think that was one of the coolest things about the movie. It is absolute insanity to watch. It is chaos. It is bonkers on fire with crushed red pepper sprinkled on top. It's, it's, it's that kind of nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say it is absolutely worth your time. It's fun. Um, watch it with subtitles on. It really does help. It is in English, but watch it with subtitles on. Um, but I watch everything with subtitles on, so what's up? I can't really say anything about that. Literally watch everything with subtitles on. Um, I don't even like watching YouTube without subtitles on. Um, I just appreciate the written word. Um, so, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's going to win a bunch of awards. But uh, it's also, just for me, it was one of those things like watching Brendan Fraser make a comeback. It's watching somebody who felt isolated as a human actually come back in his acting career. So that's really dope. Um Another thing, just to throw this out there, I've watched the first two episodes of The Last of Us. Now, full 100% disclaimer, uh, I am a Nintendo gamer for life. Um, I picked up an Xbox when the Arkham Knight series came, when the Batman Arkham series came out, and I picked it up solely because of Halo and that. So I have not owned a PlayStation in my life, ever. Never owned one. So I have not played The Last of Us. Um, I would like to borrow someone's PlayStation and play through the games and play Spider-Man and God of War and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, that stuff. But uh, I'll just say this. The first two episodes of The Last of Us have been wonderful. Um, I've seen lots of uh, comparison footage from TikTok and stuff of showing how it actually lines up shot for shot in a lot of ways with the game. Um, I love the cast. Uh, Pedro Pascal is just killing everything right now. The young lady that's playing Ellie has also been wonderful in things, and it's fun because my kids have watched her in stuff like The Worst Witch and Hilda, and you know now she's in here doing this. And you know I know her as the little kid from Game of Thrones that was such a gangster. Um, but the, the Last of Us, the first two episodes, honestly made me appreciate how far we've come in zombie storytelling because you know like i watched the walking dead like episode by episode as it was coming out you know forever ago um and i only watched the walking dead because frank darabont directed the first season you know the guy who did shawshank redemption so that's why i watched that and you know kind of got sucked into the rest of it still haven't finished the series though finished the books not the series um but just the execution the storytelling and i gotta say like the fungus tendril things coming out of people's mouths and stuff um, literally made my skin crawl. Um, so good job, visuals. Good job storytelling. It was really fun. Uh, I've highly enjoyed the first two episodes, and I enjoy... I think I enjoyed the fact that I've not played the games so that I can continue to be surprised because it is really enjoyable to watch a storyline like this and just have no freaking clue what's coming. Um, 
so I'm pumped about it. I've enjoyed it. And I just got to say, it's really well executed. Um, a lot of the visuals, like the grass, the buildings and stuff like that, really remind me of a Studio Ghibli movie. Um, and I really enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, that's been something I've enjoyed uh, watching the last two weeks. And then the last thing for uh, just this segment for the input is to uh, say, um, I've, I talked about the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet games before. Um but I don't think I'd beaten them yet. So I just wanted to talk about this after beating them. Um, Gameplay's fun. New Pokemon are cool. I mean, you know what you're getting with Pokemon games. But I'll say this. The storytelling they put on Arwen or Arvin like, was like, y'all are just trying to give kids trauma. That was bananas. Um, like, so the whole time, like, as you play the games, one of the main characters is trying to heal his dog his dog is dying and uh he's trying to heal his dog uh by getting these powers and uh throughout the whole storyline you see an absent parent or a disconnected parent it's either the dad if you play violet or the mom if you play scarlet so the entire storyline as you're seeing the supporting character his mom is either absent or his dad is absent but the other parent is never in the storyline and apparently as you get through the game to the end, the storyline is that the parents were working on like a time machine to be able to deal with Pokemon in the past or the future, depending on which game you play. Um, and so you deal with this kid who's trying just to save his dog, which is sad enough, but, and the fact that his parents are absent, but then you get to the point where once you get near to the end of the game, one of the final bosses of the game is a android version of your absent parent because uh they (laughs) uh your parent time traveled and got killed so an android version of them is in existence trying to uh finish the process and stuff so the entire time you've been talking to a despondent parent it's really been an android version of your parent because your parent died um and which this is a kid's game and I'm like, oh my gosh, why, why are you trying to induce so much trauma in these kids? Um, but then, to add to that, you reach a point in the story where you then have to battle your android representation of your dead parent while they say mean things to you. <laughs> and, you know, I'm really glad I played uh, Pokemon Scarlet, which is the mom version. Um because that hurt my feelings that made me honestly a little bit teary but i have i have severe dad issues and if i had played the version where the robot entity of my dead father like talk smacked me while being evil i probably would have crumbled um so i haven't finished uh violet to get to that point but i saw the videos of it and i'm just like oh that's nuts but i did finish scarlet um and i'll say this i enjoyed the process it's still good i'm still playing it just catching some stuff but i, I really was surprised at how deep and dark uh they went with the parental aspects of this so uh yeah it was nuts but that's the stuff we uh covered for 
this issue or this episode, uh, Jack Ryan season three around the world in 80 days, season one, pale blue eye on Netflix center season four, uh, lightning rod, the book by Brad Meltzer, the movie, everything everywhere, all at once, uh, the first two episodes of the last of us and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, so I'll pop back in in a few more months or a few more weeks uh, with some more stuff just that I've watched, read or enjoyed. And you could be able to uh, watch that comments on that as well. But I would love to hear what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're enjoying and what you're getting from it. Because, you know, what we put in our lives kind of affects what we put out. And so I hope you're enjoying some good stuff. Uh, also want to take a moment just to say thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, those of you who help make all of the costs of everything we do from books to comic cons stickers uh podcasting the website everything you make all of it possible so i'm grateful for you and if you are listening to this and you would like to uh be a part of that patreon community uh we'll put some links in the podcast notes but i just want to say thank you for supporting for listening and we hope you enjoy all that is going on and i will see you again soon (laughs) 